Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Janine. It's the start of a new series. Yes. The, the quest, the two-month journey of Star Trek has come to an end. And we're moving swiftly on. No more Kirk, no more Spock, no more Picard. <laughs> Shakespeare, this time on Morgan hasn't seen but with a twist but indeed with a our twist, worlds Janine. our worlds combined your you know nuanced uh historic <laughs> historical loving <laughs> british, I feel... british uh sensibilities combined with my nonsense love for <laughs> teen rom-coms and early 2000s films <laughs> janine i feel like you're just low-key insulting me now how saying, is that how you, is that an insult you and your pretentious love of I, shakespeare morgan i, I did not say pretentious yes she you did. love you love history i do you, you like more nuanced you know storytelling necessarily <laughs> why do people think i can't enjoy no one is saying silliness? nobody's saying you can't enjoy that mm. but you are a historical person you like you know you like shakespeare i do like i do generally yes and like just to put you in that box you are british so and actually it there should is also always be an air of sophistication about you it should also be mentioned, Janine, that me and Shakespeare sh share a birthday. Yes. So, so I have a see, connection. Why do you just assume I'm trying to insult you? Because I always assume you're trying to insult me whenever we talk about movies that I consider incredibly Janine movies. Yeah. Morgan hasn't well, seen. I feel like it's this was a, a, a combination of both of our energies. <laughs> Perhaps in the sense of the ideas combined with the execution of the movies <laughs> that we will end up talking about on this month's series on Morgan Hasn't Seen. It is modern Shakespeare. That is what we are talking about. These are adaptations, modern adaptations of Shakespeare stories, not necessarily just Shakespeare movies that have come out in more recent times that, you know, these have to be set in the present. These cannot be set in Shakespeare's settings time. Yes. So some of them will be pretty closely adapted. Others will be very loosely adapted. But the the kind of bones of the story are fully inspired by Shakespeare's work. Well, Janine. What do we have to start us off this week? A loose adaptation <laughs> very or a loose. close one? A very loose adaptation. This movie um, coming out in my era of, you know, high school and, and love for movies like this. Um, very curious to hear your thoughts on it. We are talking Get Over It. <laughs> yes. 2001. Surprise, surprise, Janine. It's the most 2001 movie you'll ever watch in your entire life. Yes. And I just expect this, really. When it's when when there's a, a high school rom-com from your Janine era of high school rom-coms, maybe I, I, I do expect a certain style that this movie has. But sometimes... I like to think I expect 
also a certain level of genuine quality to your movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> such as a She's All That, such as a um, Drop Dead Gorgeous, this kind of situation, right? That, that, that no, seems I feel have... like I'm being insulted. No, you're not being insulted. No, no, movies that I actually like and appreciate. Look, I'm excited to talk about Get Over It this week, to be perfectly honest with you, Janine. I don't know if you wanted, did you want to go through what else we're covering on this um, month's series? Yeah, we can. Um, so before you jump down my throat. I'm not jumping down nobody's throat. I'm, I'm talking about our, our fine listeners. Um of course, we're not going to be talking about 10 Things I Hate About You because Morgan has already seen that. Yes. We aren't going to be talking She's the Man because Morgan has seen that. And so, Morgan hasn't just seen She's the Man. No, that's like his favorite movie. One of his favorite <laughs> movies of all time. So, um, yeah. So if there are obvious things that you think we're missing, it's probably because Morgan has seen it. As um, is usually the case, really, when it comes to series of Morgan hasn't seen. If people say, well, why didn't you do this one? I'm not a complete idiot all of the time. You know, <laughs> some things I actually have seen. But yes, yes go yes. ahead. So we will also be covering O, which is a modern telling of Othello. We will be talking Deliver Us from Eva which will kind of stand in for 10 Things I Hate About You in the Taming of the Shrew vein. Um, we'll be talking just one of the guys, which will be our 12th night um, inspired film. And we'll be talking two versions of Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet and uh, Warm Bodies. We we are definitely referring to that as Romeo plus Juliet as well because it, it's yes. it's never been referred to as Romeo and Juliet because for some reason Baz Luhrmann decided to put a little plus sign instead yeah, it's of kind a, of a, like fan four stick <laughs> fan four stick exactly nobody ever calls that movie fantastic for stupid titles Janine require <laughs> stupid conversations surrounding them yes. And this one we're talking today, get over it, is uh, loosely based on uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. So it is. That, that's where that fits in. And I'm sure you probably, you know, don't really see that aside from the play that happens within the movie. Well, but, look, you know, look, I, a Midsummer Night's Dream, to be perfectly honest with you, is is a is a Shakespeare play I've only seen performed once and it was in school a long time ago now so i'm not massively familiar with midsummer night's dream anyway but it seemed to me yes it was loose but the main ideas are there of basically what is the main idea of a midsummer night's dream a battle for the heart of a woman between yes it's uh, kind uh, of like a yeah. woman loves a man but he loves another woman who is, um, and she's betrothed to the man that she doesn't love. Um, she wants to be with someone else. So she wants to be with one guy. Um, he wants to be the with guy who she's the the guy, and he wants to be with her. The guy who she's betrothed to wants her, but she doesn't want him. Yeah. And another girl wants the guy who wants her. <laughs> so you know, th it, this is what Shakespeare yes. considered and, comedy. 
they go get lost in the in the forest and fairies play with their emotions and and make them feel things they you know don't unfortunately nobody turns into a donkey no in in this movie which although i think you know a few people get called jackasses and things like that which is probably this movie's little insight into uh we'll just turn you in we'll just reference the donkey by calling yeah. people jackasses um that that was my favorite i i like the magic within a midsummer night's dream unfortunately nobody is a magic fairy no either. but we get we get fun little kind of um daydream sequences with fairies and, and that actually kind of have little midsummer night's dream moments in these little kind of fantasy sequences that happen we do <laughs> yes it's get over i mean i have to quickly kind of get over talking about star trek i'm still in a very star trek <laughs> frame of Stay mind up. when it yes. comes to morgan hasn't seen so i quickly have to get over it and talk about get over it which is such a different style of movie to what i've watched recently that it might take it might take a little bit of thought, might take a little bit of time okay. for me we'll to uh, we'll for me to get more <laughs> used to it. I would say I enjoyed the movie. It's ridiculous in every possible way, and there are some elements of this movie that I just I I, I can't with. I just really <laughs> I can't and with it in any way. It ridiculously puts its stamp on it like it's it could never come out at any other time but 2001 when you have cisco yeah as one of your cast members and vitamin c just kind of there and a, a cameo from carmen electra so coolio as well yes yes um so this is what we're working with here um in this film and just also it's just funny to kind of see the kind of actor ben foster is now and you know <laughs> right because he's our lead yes. ben foster is our lead i didn't even realize this was ben foster until i looked the movie up and go yeah when, when i was thinking like who is that why do i know who that is oh my god it's ben foster not yes. only does it not look like ben foster in the slightest way but it's also i don't think I don't think this kind of movie suits Ben Foster, or at least suits my view of Ben Foster as this kind of somewhat hard, gruff, well, incredibly dramatic kind of he actor. He kind of had, he had a very much of a Shia LaBeouf type kind of situation. He started kind of in a comedic, silly kind of show. It was a Disney Channel show called Flash Forward. Okay. Um, like a teen high school like preteen high school type show so that's what i knew him from from this disney channel show flash forward um and then you know and he always had reminded me of my junior high high school crush so oh. i you know so that was always kind of like another thing that you know endeared me to this movie um do you not <laughs> and... think in this movie he's just kind of he seems to be having I know it's I know he's not supposed to I know his character is kind of sad for the most of the movie because he's just been you know he's just been dumped by his girlfriend yeah at the beginning but he is kind of like completely miserable compared to everybody else in the rest of the movie and I just think this is good because this Ben Foster's very good at playing kind he's of great. sad 
and miserable and kind of keeping emotions within him and, and bottling things up. He's very good at doing that now. And he was very good at doing that in this movie. He's just kind of playing totally differently to everybody else in the movie. Yes, and, and I like that. Because, you know, yeah, we start this movie with a kind of montage of him growing up with this girl and falling in love with her. And then kind of, you know, she moved away. And, you know, you know, they grew up as little kids and like have little kid crushes on each other. And then she moved away and then she came back during high school and they started dating and they were so in love. And, and then she dumps him. And that's kind of where we you know kick off this movie and i like i like movies that kind of break walls you know a little bit yeah (laughs) so i was not you know hating on the moments where you know he gets dumped and then he's walking home with his box of of you know his stuff that his girlfriend returns to him and all of a sudden he's just like here captain it's neil love will keep us together and a whole kind of marching band and dancers come out and vitamin c is there and they're just following him kind of lip syncing the song as he's just walking miserably with his box of belongings down the street um (laughs) the thing is though like maybe this is just me but like why has he got like a baseball bat and like weird things a tennis racket racket. (laughs) who you, why why are you keeping your tennis racket at your girlfriend's, your girlfriend's house? house yeah i don't know it's they've, the, the prop department has just found some things and they've put them in a box and they've gone here you go ben carry this <laughs> they've essentially not, they've yes. not thought about anything of no. it it's not like a, it's not i don't think there's any clothes in there like that's the one thing you yeah, would think like, you might you know, have at you. You bar you you bar your boyfriend's sweater or his favorite shirt or whatever. But but it's like yeah, random it's stuff racket. that you yeah. wouldn't have anywhere other than your own home. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get that for starters, Janine. I don't get that. But I look, just think that that's funny. That's what you're hung up on in a scene. Oh, you know I he, get where he has a whole like marching band and whole production going on behind him as he walks home after being dumped. Oh yes, but, that's but you're just you're because... just fixated on. <laughs> I do, I do. Okay, and Brad. That's also because okay, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that's also because though, Jadine. Mm-hmm. I also like it when movies do do that, and make you realize you're watching a movie just for a bit of fun. Yeah, just like I bit... love when like an arrow points at something, yes. or you know, there's words that pop up on the screen. Or, you know, explosions happen behind somebody or they kind of like there's a zoom in and it goes into like this funny little daydream of what they're imagining. I love stuff like this movie is full of stuff like that. It really is. It's got like thought bubbles that are drawn on the screen. Yeah. That people are thinking about and, and daydreaming from. It's full of that sort of stuff. And it feels incredibly 2001. And that is a compliment to the movie. Because, like I say, with most of these things that we watch that I consider incredibly Janine movies, they're of their time, but you are delighted that they are of their time. Some movies shouldn't be timeless, in air quotes, timeless. Because sometimes timeless movies are trying too hard to be that yeah. you know you don't consider we talk about movies obviously on the main show 
a lot of the time from old Hollywood. They're not timeless movies. They're incredibly, you know, 30s through 60s movies. Most of them. You can watch them over and over and over again because the ideas in them might be timeless. But, you know, a noir movie is very much of the 40s and 50s. Yeah. And it just it just is. That's not a... And that's not a fault of it. It is of its time. And these high school movies from the late 90s, early 2000s, the Janine era of movies... <laughs> are very very of their time era. <laughs> and they they almost make it more enjoyable that they're so you know i yeah. i enjoyed this movie more just sitting there for most of the runtime going oh my god this is so what 2001 is <laughs> why why are these things happening in this ridiculous movie why does martin short have a soul patch of a beard What's going on? And weird frosty. Why? Why Why is Shane West doing this ridiculous British accent and pretending he's in a boy band? He's in a boy band. Like what? What is right? But it just fits together with lads. (laughs) It fits together with the style of movie you've got, and it fits together with the level of seriousness that the movie takes itself, which is not at all. No. And you appreciate that about it, so you have to kind of enjoy that. It is an absolute turn-your-brain-off Shakespeare adaptation. This is not Orson Welles and Laurence Olivier or Kenneth Branagh for, you know, that particular time, I suppose, in movie Shakespeare adaptations. This is totally the opposite. All those, all the people studying Shakespeare at high school who were forced to sit through Kenneth Branagh's seventeen-hour-long <laughs> version of Hamlet, go and watch this movie instead because it's still a Shakespeare adaptation. It's just one that you don't have to think anything about, and in that respect, it's really quite enjoyable. Exactly. So I, I might, you might think I'm looking down on this movie. I'm not because I had fun with this. I enjoyed this movie. It's just weird and ridiculous, <laughs> but it should be. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're. I'm really excited for where this series is gonna go because yeah, if this is how we're kicking it off and you're enjoying yourself, I think we're gonna have a good time here. I just um... don't want to come across <laughs> as this pretentious Shakespeare snob that you referred to me as in the I did not even (laughs) (laughs) you you specifically said the words I said nuanced you're a snob I said nuanced I thought you said snob and yeah that was an insult now you're just being racist (laughs) you're being as racist as What's his name? Shane West and his ridiculous attempt <laughs> at a British he's a swing accent. Town lad. I don't care if he's a swing town lad. He's an idiot who can't put on a competent accent to save his life. And whether and it's think, meant think, yes, to be... Yes, I think it's meant to be that. Because I think there's a point where he's like, you better watch your accent. You're starting to sound like Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's what, that's what uh, Ben Foster's Burke, I think, insults him with at one point in the film. But for the long, for too long, 
at the beginning of this movie, I was trying to figure out exactly what accent he was trying to even do, which I don't think is very good. And I also think this has, you know, informed your impression of what British people should sound like, perhaps before you met me, Janine. Uh, No, um, I definitely knew it was a bad British accent, so... Well, this is why every time you do an impression of a British person, it sounds like Hello, Dick Van Dyke. I'm a swing town lad. <laughs> <laughs> it either sounds like Dick Van Dyke or the one dude from Pirates of the Caribbean who says, Hello, Poppy. It's the only British accent you think are allowed. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And it is informed by this accent by Shane West in this movie. <laughs> exactly. I'm fairly certain. That was the basis for all British accents in my ear. Mm-hmm. I'm just How deeply you know? insulted. <laughs> but I don't think we've talked much about this movie. Um, so yes, uh, we actually have like some some young actors in here that are doing kind of big things right now. We have Zoe Saldana in here. Yeah. We have Mila Kunis in here. It's a good, you know, it's a good kind of well-rounded cast, really. I mean, you know, Cisco being weird aside, <laughs> he continually yeah. just stares at Mila Kunis and yes. Mila Kunis keeps having to tell him to please stop staring yeah, at me. Are you lost? We have Colin Hanks in here. Colin Hanks is in it. Pretty young, fresh-faced looking Colin Hanks. Um, But yeah, like, it's fun to see really big actors, especially like Zoe Saldana, just doing a really kind of minor-ish supporting role in a high school Yeah, so like, I think the biggest named person in this film at the time... Um, it, you know, in that teen sphere was probably Kirsten Dunst. Oh, she had already definitely. Kind of been doing, you know, she was on her way to be doing a lot of these kinds of movies. So, um, you yeah, know, given, like, it's, given it's 2001 where this movie came out, yeah, Kirsten and now Dunst has already had. Look so, at her in this past Oscars getting a nomination. So, you know. exactly. I've always look. I've always been a fan of Kirsten Dunst. I think Kirsten Dunst is great in this movie as well. Um, she's just a really solid kind of she fits in the era you know when you think of the era of high school movies from that time she is one of the actors whose name pops up continually she's one of the ones that you think of from that pool of actors it's because she's kind of great in everything she's in i don't think of ben foster you know, no. <laughs> and that's maybe because I don't, I didn't even realize this was the start of his career, but I certainly don't, you know, I don't even think of him. I don't necessarily even think of, say, what's his face from Can't Hardly Wait? Ethan Embry? Ethan Embry, yeah. I don't even necessarily think of him because I can't remember seeing him in anything else <laughs> other than that. <laughs> but there's other people in Can't Hardly Wait who I do think of, who are supporting characters, who are just kind of in various ones of them. Kirsten Dunst leads most of the stuff she's in around this time because she and is she's not great. the lead in this movie. Like, she's one of the kind of, you know, co-leads, but, like, it's more about Ben Foster, but you kind of, you know. But you feel, you just feel she's a little bit of a level above everybody else, I think, in this movie. And that goes yeah. for Martin Short as well, who plays the one real 
kind of the, recurring like the theater adult teacher. character. Yeah. <laughs> who is the theater teacher who is just look he wants I... to do a musical version of Midsummer Night's Rock and Eve is what he wants to do. Yeah, I I I feel sorry for Martin Short's character in this movie, to be honest with you, because I think he's just incredibly past it and just incredibly kind of I was a star, I could have been a star, and now look at me, I'm teaching you bunch of weirdos. Yeah, about Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm the best, and but also, I don't think I like Martin Shaw. <laughs> just as just as an actor, I think his face just annoys me. Yeah, like he's he's very over the top for me. Um... Not in a good way, though. <laughs> like, let's compare Martin Shaw to his two. Co-leads in Three Amigos. Now, I've seen Three Amigos once, and I don't even necessarily even yeah, massively like Three Amigos. I think yeah. that's a disappointing Only, movie. Yeah, same, same. Once but, and mm. yeah, once and once and done with. Once and done with Three Amigos. Yeah. But you've got Chevy Chase and Steve Martin in that movie as well, who are very similar comedically, really, to Martin Short. They're very kind of facial, very over-the-top, kind of loud. Um, but I find Chevy Chase and Steve Martin very funny, particularly Chevy Chase. I always find Chevy Chase hilarious. Yeah. But I also find Steve Martin funny. And, you know, that might be a surprise coming from me, who isn't supposed to like loud silliness <laughs> and shouting, yeah. a la Will Ferrell. But... <laughs> Maybe Will Ferrell's voice and Steve Martin's voice are just a little bit different, you know. Maybe. But did you like him? Did you like him in this movie? I did being, like. I, I being look, this I, like sad man who kind of didn't make it. You know, his star didn't shine bright in Hollywood, so now he's just trying to kind of take it out on these kids and and kind of feel bigger than he maybe is. <laughs> it works. It works completely. I still think his face annoys me. And his face certainly annoys me when he's got a stupid soul patch beard oh, and frosty teeth. <laughs> it really does. But he works in this role. He's just in his vein of comedic actors. Someone I don't like, generally, when I do like the others. Yeah. Of that style. Which, you know, I, I suppose... Well, that's Martin Short's fault, isn't it? It's not my fault that I don't like Martin Short. Martin Short should want me to like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, he 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 works fine. I don't think he's he's certainly not my favourite of the adult characters in this movie. I think that has to go for Ben Foster's mum and dad. Yeah, his uh, very progressive parents. Yeah, Swoosie Kurtz and uh, Ed, Ed Bagley, Bagley Jr. Jr. Yeah, who run a relationship and yeah, advice they're like relationship show. sex therapists. So they're very kind of open and and trusting of their son and open. Very kind of have these very open sex conversations with him and yeah, you know, it's a precursor to Gillian uh, Anderson. On sex education on Netflix, really, mm, I think. Yeah. You know, when you've got kind of a incredibly reserved child, but yeah. you as a parent are, are very massively open. open and yeah. that openness has hindered 
your children into being open themselves. And because to you're the point, shouty about it. With to everyone. the point, yeah, to the point where Burke uh, Ben Foster is just like, punish me. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, Colin Hanks is kind of on this mission to get um, Ben Foster out of this funk, and yes. so he takes him to this you know sex club that's where carmen electra shows up my question and... is how have we got in <laughs> you, you know fake ids that's a fake thing. I, f- a fake ids that good i question the competence of it's the 2001 fans. it's 2001 Mark. was this just a thing um, would you get in anywhere in 2001 no, well, I wasn't getting in anywhere. Oh, Janine, where 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 were you, where were you frequenting? I was, I was not cool like that. Um, oh, okay. and the whole um kind of club gets you know <laughs> gets busted in on by the cops. Burke gets arrested, um, because he he got called up on the stage and they strap him into this like insane harness situation. <laughs> yes, Carmen Electra <laughs> and comes when, out in a lot of leather gear and yes. a whip. And uh, he gets strapped up and then, like, you know, the cops bust in and everyone runs out and leaves him. <laughs> he's like, somebody get me down for the love of God. And It's a little bit there. never long and it's, isn't it? Yes. Uh, uh, if he was into, uh, you know, BDSM. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What a horrible thought. Just, just in one... What is it? Oh, it's me! From... <laughs> deleted scene from harry potter and the half-blood prince is just ron walks in on neville in the dormitory <laughs> oh my god strapped in a harness him what are you doing neville is, him saying why is it always me through a ball gag um... oh yes the the thing is the sad thing is what Janine, was that is, neville <laughs> that's probably been parodied in a really oh bad yeah. mm-hmm. movie yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a version out there somewhere. There probably but, is. <laughs> but oh, just dear. to speak to how progressive uh, Ben Foster's parents are in this movie, he gets arrested. They get him out of jail. They have him in the back of the car, and they're like telling him they're proud of him for being so very sexually progressive and trying different things and and exploring different you know avenues of pleasure. And he's just like, "What is wrong with you?" Like. <laughs> why aren't you like grounding me like can you just be normal parents well they're also seeing it as kind of well they're happy that he seems to be getting over his breakup yes and uh that is not what is happening he's like colin hanks is just kind of forcing him into these situations um so kind of basically to get into you know we talked about beginning of the movie he gets dumped by his longtime girlfriend um he sees her at a club she runs into our swing town lad uh shane west he woos her she starts dating him uh ben foster is very jealous he sees that her and uh, shane west are auditioning for the school play so he decides to join the school play as well to kind of win her back i don't think allison could have cared about ben foster any less to just hop straight on to stupid swing town lad. Yes. And I don't know how that shitty accent was wooing anyway. Literally. I mean, Shane West like is an attractive man, but no, no. Is, um, he, is he? I don't even think he is. I think, I think Shane West is attractive. I prefer but... Colin Hanks. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Morgan's type is uh, on full display. Um, no, not really. That was, it was a joke, Ginny. It was a joke. <laughs> but no, admittedly, I don't actually. You know, he he is. He's not what I would. You know, I'm I'm thinking about era of high school movie actors again, and and I wouldn't put that guy up there. But all I'm saying is that, like, why two days later you've been with Ben Foster for over a year? I think year year and a half, something. I like think that? it's been almost a year, but they've known each other since childhood, so there was oh, a okay, friendship okay. kind of there first. A while, a a, a, a yeah. long while, where. Surely, even if you've broken up with him, two days later, you're not just going to hop on the next weirdly accented swing town lad you see. Yes. I would, I would, you know, I, I, I so I, I question Alison's morals, Janine. Yeah, so it's kind of just annoying to see Bert just try to, like, get her back when she was so quick to kind of move on. Um... You and she tries to, to be Dunst instead. Yes. So then it's kind of established that Kirsten Dunst has a crush on him, but he happens to be her brother's friend. So Colin Hanks is her brother. Um, yeah. And she's had a crush on Burke for a while. Um, so she offers to help him rehearse lines and help him, you know, win Allison back. So, you know, she's not like that excited about, you know, the fact that he's doing this for those reasons, but she likes him, so she's willing to help him. So that's it's, kind of it's where very, very, the... very selfless from Kirsten Dunst. Yes, yes. So, you know, crushes build and things like that. And, you know, he doesn't really see her, which is kind of plays into the Midsummer Night's Dream aspect yeah. where, um, you know, one uh, character likes another and... Uh, you know he's not into her he's yeah. only seeing you know the other girl so it definitely plays into to that that aspect with that whole kind of uh that's that's hilarious to yeah. shakespeare you know when shakespeare writes comedies Janine, they're not actually funny <laughs> they're just they're just full of things he finds funny which is just kind of unrecognized feelings and wordplay that's it Yes, unrequited, that, unrequited feelings. Unrequited are, feelings are and, funny and, to Shakespeare. The wordplay is clever in Shakespeare comedies. It is, but you don't get that in this movie because it's not in Shakespeare language. No, it definitely is not. Especially when we actually do get to the Shakespeare in this play, it's totally changed to Midsummer Night's Rock and Eve musical with these kind of ridiculous kind of poppy songs from uh, I kind of like him, Martin Short's <laughs> character. I kind of I find the theater scenes kind of funny, you know, especially like the big production at the end of the movie when it kind of all comes to head and Ben Foster and Shane West are just kind of shouting at each other and calling each other names during the production. And just trying to and push like, each other over. Yeah, and, and are each fighting other. each other, but then they try to play it off like it's part of the show. <laughs> I found it really quite hilarious. Yeah. I'll give the movie like, credit for that. And even it like the funny. rehearsals and like just kind of, you know, Shane West walking by with his cape and like purposely like hitting Ben Foster in the face. Um stuff like that yeah. I really do find funny. Just because it's kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. Just and passive aggressiveness will never not be funny to me. Yeah. It, it's way more funny than just 
insult humor. Insult humor, no, don't need that. Don't need, you know, them to go on on big rants calling each other all sorts of names. I just need them to kind of subtly dig at each other. And that's what I find funny. And it works a treat for the comedy of this movie. I did I, I did laugh, I did find it funny, and I appreciated the movie Yay. for doing that to me. <laughs> um, I also liked that we're not dealing with any kind of weird clicky systems of, you know, high school. Like, that's oh, not that's even, unique, that's not even a thing. Like, Burke, he could just be this nerd, but when he's like, he's on the basketball team, he's like a, like a star basketball player, you know, so there's no, like, clicks, there's no popular, they're just in a school kind of living their lives it so is like kind it, of unusual though when you think about it it was an inherent part of this plot because yeah no, that's always kind of a thing we're so used to seeing it that we expect it we almost see it's there when it's not there yeah. because we're dealing with you know theater kids and some theater i mean some of the what's his name peter wong the like <laughs> one really like star theater <laughs> person yeah who yeah. is who is very much a theater kid and comes across as that stereotype of a character but yeah like you said it's it's strange really that there isn't any cliques and i suppose it's more focused on trying to be an adaptation of uh shakespeare rather than trying to be its own high school movie because when you think about it does 10 things i hate about you have cliques I mean, kind of. I mean, a little kind of, bit, but certainly not bit, yeah. obviously. Not like, like Bianca is like popular, and uh, Cameron's kind of hanging out with the nerdy, the nerd kind of type people, and then there's kind of social outcasts, and so yeah, it, like I don't think it's something that they really kind of harp on a lot. No, you know, they are part of these groups, but it's not like inherent to the plot. Yeah. Um. It's a nice difference, really. Yes. So I think, yeah, they, they keep the focus on the characters and not really, like, where they stand. Because, um, like, you know, every high school movie is going to have that kind of societal-based kind of issue happening in the story. And this movie, you know, because I think it's rooted in the Shakespeare plot, it's not really a focus. So I, I like, I appreciated kind of, that was a little bit refreshing, I think. It was. It was, definitely. I like it. Look, I I did. I can't I can't help but kind of liking this movie for its it's fairly nonsense a lot of the time. But you know, sometimes you just want a bit of nonsense, Janine. And a solid ninety minutes of nonsense is gonna satisfy your need for nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um and, you know, we just get some really silly moments like, you know, Burke going to audition for the play and he doesn't realize he needs to have a song prepared. Yes. He sees a girl wearing a big red gum shirt. So he just starts singing the jingle for big red gum. <laughs> I, I can't. I, 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 I can't with it. And oh, God, it's so sappy as well when Swing Town Lad starts coming on and says, oh, I don't need, I will accompany myself on the piano. Get out my face with it. Oh my gosh. And yeah. then sings. And he sings one of his Swingtown Lad songs. Oh, he sings, he sings the Allison song. He sings the Allison song. Because we. Right we, to Allison. We, we see Burke sing it to her earlier, right after they break up. And it's yes. like very terrible. And he's shouting it. And he's <laughs> drunk. 
and he falls off her roof because he gets on her roof which she has like a weird sliding glass door like i don't understand the architecture of that house (laughs) in the slightest yeah it's like the second story there's no stairs or a balcony or anything but there's just a sliding glass door on the side of the house with no balcony attached it's almost (laughs) prime for escape that's yeah, that's what yeah. it seems you, to be. You just get on the roof and go from that sliding glass door on your second story bedroom. Like, but it's also this, it seems to play to that whole thing that you see in a lot of these movies, which is teenagers hanging out on the roofs of their own house. I have yeah. never been on the roof of my house. Me I don't want to go on the roof of my house. I don't even know how to get on the roof of the house. I was able to do that in the condo that we lived in. My bedroom had a window seat and then the window, like you literally just went out and like you could just sit on the roof of that side of the condo. So why would you want to sit on the roof though? It's dangerous. It's high. You might fall yeah. off. Mm. Just like Ben Foster does. He did. When yeah. He's when he's drunkenly singing <laughs> Allison to her. And she's like so not into him. But then he sings it for his audition and she's just like swooning. So then Burke has to follow that up with <laughs> the big red song. And, when he'd uh, when he'd hastily prepared to read a certain scene from the play. Instead. Yes. Um, but I like that by the end of it, you know, and we see like Kristen Dunst from the crowd like helping him with the lyrics. And everyone yeah. kind of is singing along with him. And by the end, he's just getting into it and he just kind of has fun with it. So like this, you know, we see him pretty miserable throughout this whole movie. And then like there's slowly he has these moments where he's actually kind of enjoying being in the play. And he like, actually wants to do a good job. And, you know, he's enjoying his time with Kirsten Dunst, who's showing him, you know, how to read the lines and helping with yeah. the musical elements, because there's a whole kind of plot point where she is like musically inclined. She plays the piano. She wants to be a singer. And she's, she's a good singer as well. Yes, Kirsten Dunst. she actually she... wants to write her own songs and incorporate them into the play because she actually got one of the roles as Helena in the play. Yes. And. Uh, you know, Martin Short is just so cocky and egotistical that he refuses to let her sing any of her own songs uh, in the play, which we actually get to hear Kirsten Dunn sing, and she is pretty good. And the song that she sings in this movie just shows you that this is a me movie. I had this song on um, several mixed CDs that I would make. So I appreciate know. that. Janine. that's a thing that happened yeah yeah i had the song that the dream of me song that she sings in this movie i had it on um several of my cd mixes that i would make i like that i like that i, I was i was i was gonna say kirsten dunst really quite a good singer yeah like we, we, we should see kirsten dunst in, in musicals. i know like i'm surprised she didn't do more stuff like that in movies um but yeah so she ends up kind of sneaking one of her songs into the play and it actually like ends up working because the song that she was supposed to sing was kind of very ridiculous and poppy and you know it's <laughs> it's that kind of it's one of those scenes janine it's one of those defiant scenes that you get sometimes in a high school movie where you go against the usually a sports coach, really, isn't it? I I, I think of John Voigt, Janine, in what in 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 Varsity Blues, John John Voigt, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When everybody hates him, 
and they they he calls a certain play and they do a different play and end up winning the game but he just still hates them anyway yeah he's still <laughs> mad he's... because it wasn't his idea yeah um, um it's it's very similar kind of in this movie yeah. where i mean martin short's not quite on the level of no he's not he, anywhere near the level he ends of up kind anger. of just trying to take credit for that so yeah he, he fully ends up trying to take credit for it but it is a case of no leader theater leader you are an idiot and we're going to do it our way because it's better it is better and, and it is better yes and everyone loves it and it's great um but yeah i like how you know gradually you said he was so good at kind of being very moody and kind of depressed and he is, he you know all well. these very negative emotions but like you slowly see him you know get more into the play and kind of open up more and be more excited when he's spending time with Kirsten Dunst and yeah um yeah so so he does kind of do that turn really well and that plays really well into the romance aspect of this movie which I thought they had really great chemistry together I liked so did I um yeah I I, I that felt very believable that the, the time that they were spending together and you know her helping him and you know making him laugh and kind of you know getting him out of this funk with Allison um and of course your typical teen movie things that happen is you know he kind of fights the feelings he might be having for her um in lieu of just his single-minded thought to get back with Allison yes and, and if we're being honest he shouldn't be thinking about that because two days after Allison went with Swingtown Lad. Exactly. And we don't but like Swingtown. And then only for Swingtown Lad to what what is he doing? What does she catch him? Exactly. Doing? Exactly. Making out with Zoe Saldana. He, I'll tell you what he's doing. Zoe Saldana. That's what that's he's what, doing. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Poor Zoe Saldana, who's also been manipulated by him. I don't blame Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I don't blame Zoe Saldana at all. Oh I blame God. fake accent Swingtown lad entirely, who is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chief manipulator of every situation he comes across. So, but yeah, I mean, he, he all kind of relationship craziness, isn't it, Janine, I suppose? But this is a high school movie. Yeah, you do so expect think... certain tropes, you do expect certain plot points, and you do still get... Those certain plot points you get the oh one of my favorite ones is the oh the chemistry's building up we're about to kiss and the phone rings oh yeah Which always the phone a, she always has, a by staple <laughs> Which the phone she has by the way I always wanted that phone Why when landlines were the thing I wanted that phone They had Why? it in blue and green and hot pink. <laughs> And I wanted the blue one because I just thought it was like the I love the colors. It's so cool. And like those were the kinds of phones we'd be talking with uh, on to our friends in two thousand one. So I was very jealous that she had the phone I wanted. But um, you lived in one of these movies, didn't you? you, you... I wanted to. I wanted <laughs> to ever so bad. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, my sad little life. I, I dreamed of being in in these teen ridiculous teen movies. Um. But <laughs> I think if any movie was going to, if any Shakespeare adaptation was going to work as a teen movie, I think this was a good one because, you know, you have, a, it's a lot of teen drama with, you know, uh, kind of four-way 
you know, relationship. And yeah. this guy likes this girl, but she doesn't like him, but she likes this other guy and he likes her. And all of that kind of soapy drama is definitely play, playing really well for a teen kind of romance comedy. So it does. I, def- it, it, I definitely it think do- it worked. <laughs> it does work perfectly. And I think that's why something like Taming of the Shrew in, in 10 Things I Hate About You works well as well, because that's also kind of soapy yeah. sometimes. You know, it's it. You pick your Shakespeare adaptations for high school movies very precisely. Like, I don't even necessarily think Romeo and Juliet works well as high school or anything like that. I think because it's probably too focused and it's too it's it's too it's too warring factions, isn't it? And yeah. It's, kind of too centrally focused to be anything particularly involving a, a, a great dramatic high school kind yeah, of it's, yeah it's it's not necessarily about that certainly you can't do really any of the other trad famous tragedies you couldn't do Macbeth in high school could you you couldn't do <laughs> Hamlet really in high school you know, well, in high school, all. in a in a rom com kind of light sense, like no, he does. So, like, oh, that we're gonna watch is definitely a high school movie, but it's 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 going the very serious route. It's not trying to okay. be something, you know, bright and and fun like this movie is. Well, this movie is incredibly bright. It is very fun. It's incredibly two thousand and one. <laughs> I actually kind of weirdly enjoyed it. It's I was very stupid. curious. I was definitely curious to see what you were going to think because this movie is kind of all over the place and it not is, the first look, thing you think of when you think of Shakespeare adaptations. No, it's um, not. I mean, it's not a great movie. There's so many better <laughs> high school movies from this era. There are definitely so many. But you know, but I have still to enjoyable to share my loves with you. I have to share my ridiculous loves with you. And I wanted to start with one that was probably the least, the least obviously based on Shakespeare. Um, and, and perhaps the least one. good. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. I mean, genuine. the, the least I think you would think were good. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. No, I still enjoy, look, I still enjoyed this movie. Not every movie has to be absolutely top tier, does it? No, certainly not. But I I'm still... glad, you, like, I'm glad, like, with my picks, I'm, I, I'm fairly certain I can kind of sense how you're going to feel about it. Um, I'm never going to pick something I know you're going to outright hate. I'm going to pick something I might know that you're not going to love, but that you'll be able to find things in it that you enjoy. And then it's just me sharing, uh, you know, sharing a little bit of what I love with you. And that's what I, you know, love about this show. It you is, can kind of get is. this window into an era of time that was very kind of special for me and in, in, in terms of what I was watching and, you know, what kind of informed, you know, what I love in movies and, you know, things like that. So I'm glad I can kind of take you into my little teen time machine in moments like this. So That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I like going into that teen time machine, Janine. I do. <laughs> Because there's plenty of movies from that era and that era of high school movies that I do very much enjoy. Um, while I will probably never watch Get Over It Again, I still <laughs> do enjoy this viewing 
of it. Definitely, absolutely. And you cannot take that away from it. So fair enough to get over it for being a really loose adaptation of Midsummer Night's Dream and having some weirdness, some expected weirdness. But we're changing it up for next week. Yes. We're getting serious. We're getting kind of monologue And we're getting waffly sometimes. I call it waffly, Janine Othello, sometimes. Othello likes to drone on and on and on about everything. Well, it's not in the language. I think there's they're it's all very modern with how they're no, okay. It was, if it's not in Shakespeare, but, no. But the plot is pretty much the same. The same beats. Okay. Nice. And I suppose, rather positively, you probably don't get you know Orson Welles or Laurence Olivier no. doing blackface. No, Othello is played by a black person. As yeah, as Mac- as Mackay is appropriate. Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer is our Othello. Okay. Andrew Keegan. We have Josh Hartnett at the height of his powers. Josh Hartnett. Julia Stiles. (laughs) Julia Stiles, the one who's always getting all the black boys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Does does she? Does she? I mean, I think around the same time she also did Save the Last Dance, which was, you know, okay, a whole interracial plot line with that. So, um, yeah. Well, 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 Julia Stiles. Well then. (laughs) Yeah, she could get it. Um, and I Josh think Hartnett, Keen, by the way, who Joaquin, I saw in a trailer for a, a movie or a TV show recently, but I yes. thought Josh Hartnett had like retired. I hadn't seen him in that. Yeah, movie. I hadn't seen him in, in a forever. Um, but he, yeah, I saw that he was back in something, and I'm like, wait, what? Josh, he doesn't he look was... like Josh Hart. He looks like some sort of Botoxed up version of Josh oh, Hartnett. No. But... Oh, no. As far as I can remember, that's what he looked like. Anyway, he doesn't. Yeah. He didn't. It doesn't necessarily look like. Say he looked in in Pearl Harbor. Janine. Yeah. Doesn't look like that no more. Or in faculty when he just has or that weird random piece of hair just sticking out. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh dear. Well, that is what we have <laughs> next week on Morgan hasn't seen. Oh, a one-letter title. Yeah. Which is always fun. Probably not going to be as good as M, though, is it, Janine? <laughs> In terms of the movie, really? No, probably not. But I think you know, if you like your Shakespeare, this is definitely this is kind of like the pure definition of modern Shakespeare. This movie. Okay, it doesn't like veer it. too much into some crazy directions like this film. It doesn't kind of take you know modern liberties like maybe some like like uh, just one of the guys. Uh, or it's, Romeo it's, plus it's, Juliet when he yes. has guns. Yes. Um, but this one, yeah. Modern, it, it's the same, pretty much exact story told in modern day with modern language. Okay. So. Well, there we go. That is what is coming up next week on Morgan Hasn't Seen. This has been Get Over It. Are you over it, Janine? Never. Did Ben Foster get over it? I think he did. I think he did in the end. I think he did. I think people got over it in the end, which is quite nice. And then they decided to sing some uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Cisco and they did. It's terrible. Had a nice little duet at the end. You just ex- you expect this kind of thing, don't you? Really, you ex- if there's one thing 
well, there are several things you expect from, from this style of movie, but certainly one of them is bad covers of older songs. I mean, Cisco is a really good singer. Cisco but... might be a good singer. Cisco also might be a good dancer. Cisco also yeah. might be in this movie just because he's Cisco and it's 2001. <laughs> but he should not be covering Earth, Wind and Fire. With vitamin C. With vitamin C or vitamin C or whatever. Why have I said the word vitamin and pronounced it like that? That's not correct. Yeah, vitamin. Say vitamin. Say vitamin in your very British way. Say it like the, the swing town lads do. I am a swing town lad. It should be... I don't even know. I'm going to create a book series called The Swing Town Lads and they're all going to talk like this. And that's how you're going to read the audio. <laughs> Hello, I'm a swing town lad. I don't know what it'll be about. Oh Musicals, God. probably. Perhaps, yes. I don't know. Anyway, Janine, I think okay. there we go for this week's right. episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen Excitement. It's June. It's summertime. What's going on? The year travels quickly. And yes, it we, does. We, we, we don't like that. No, we don't. We don't like that. It'll be your birthday soon. Not that soon. A couple yeah, of months. We got a couple but, months. Know. We got a couple months. We just finished, you know, your birthday a little bit ago. So um, I don't know. And we did some fun stuff. We we traveled through space for we you. Did. So I don't know what, what we're going to do in August. Mm, well, yeah, Maybe we'll another to... Janine hasn't seen situation. Yes, we'll have to start thinking a little bit about that, I suppose. Won't we? Yes. But, but yes, Janine, there we certainly, certainly go. Morgan hasn't seen, is not the only show we have on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. The main show, of course, is every Friday where we celebrate old movies. We show them off. We showcase them. We talk them up. We discover new old movies. And at the time of recording... I don't even know what the episode <laughs> coming out on Friday is going to be. Yeah. And I also don't even know what last week's episode was. So there's a bit <laughs> of behind the scenes from you. Yeah. This show has been recorded incredibly in advance. It has. I just want to make everyone aware of that. Because sometimes you have to plan things, Janine. We do. And planning things efficient. is important. But the main show is Every single Friday, it's a wonderful podcast celebrating older movies. And potentially soon, Janine, a Monday show will return to It's a Wonderful Podcast. It may not be Machine Mondays, but it will be a Monday show full mm -hmm. of fun things yes. and hilarity and excitement. So stay you keep your eyes open, I will say, for all, all and any announcements pertaining to that. Some of which may have already come out. Like I said, this is incredibly in advance, so there's behind the curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. He's Frank Morgan. He's not got a moustache. <laughs> has he got a moustache in The Wizard of Oz? Yes, he has. No, he hasn't. He has sometimes because he plays about seven people. Yes. I'm losing my mind, clearly. <laughs> Janine, 
But there we go. You can find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music, and all the other places. You can also find us on Patreon if you would like to join us there. And uh, if you are feeling particularly generous, of course, whole bunch of fun tiers we have on the Patreon. Go on there, find the tier that's right for you if you are feeling that way inclined. We also have the YouTube channel. It's a wonderful podcast on YouTube for all the watch-alongs and the live discussions and the other fun videos we have there and have coming to there as well. You can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Don with A3 instead of the E in the because, Jenny. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at just the Purple Don. All your Shakespeare y stuff is where? You can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at my T Public Shop, G9Design.tpublic.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find it at my Big Cartel Shop, G9Design.bigcartel.com. Well, there we go, Janine. There's only one thing left for you to do, I think. I think you're going to have to do it like a swing town, lad. <laughs> Three, two, one. Bye. 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 Bye.